When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sportsbet BS Hotline, state your emergency. Yeah, it's me partner's group. Me mate Dave, I reckon he bought in. Okay, hang up now. What? And join Sportsbet's Bet With Mates. It's group betting without all the BS. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Great to have you with us this Monday afternoon. So the NBL's kicked off. We understand that. We've been having a chat about that with Gazy and JJ and Corey for the last couple of weeks. The WNBL's only a few weeks away and... We now have a team to support. We now here at 11.16 have a team to support because the Benigo spirit are part of our family. Why would they are? And today they've been in the house getting to know the people around 11.16 SEN. We've been getting to know them. And three of the spirit have jumped into the studio. Annalie Maley, Kelsey Griffin and Kelly Wilson. Uh, girls, thanks for coming in for a chat. Appreciate hey guys, it. Guys, how you doing? How have you hey, found it? How have you found the tour around the joint? What have you What have you noticed? What have you learned? Does it look like a kind of slick professional organisation to you? Oh, oh, it certainly has. As soon as you walk in the doors, seeing the production studios and what can happen, it's um, it's been unreal. What about the coffee being made? Was it was our magnificent barista Nadia. still here? Was Nadia still no, here when you got the coffee? Out. Strong, oh. very strong coffee game. So yeah. get here before three o'clock next time. Well, well, I think so. Maybe we'll have to do some podcasts in the future and then we can have some of those coffees. Oh, yeah. I would. Hey, now we've got uh, people that are very much involved also with the bronze medal here with Annalie and uh, of, of course, course uh, Kelsey doing some wonderful work on the uh, ESPN coverage. You have been a revelation. Now, I was doing it for the international broadcast. So I didn't hear a lot of it, but off the social media. No, great, strong, great Brave reviews. <laughs> have you ever uh, done some media before? No, I've never done media before. Um, but it was it was a real privilege. There's, there's no way I would have been a part of a World Cup otherwise, especially on home soil. So to get the call up and get a chance to do it, um, but the Opals made my job easy. When they're playing that brand of basketball, it was mm. pretty easy to talk about. But are you uh, – like, are, are you Australia? Have you got citizenship yet? Because you've been here a very, very long <laughs> period of time. <laughs> 20, 20, long time yeah. Ten, 20, 20 years in the – have you played 20 no, years in the – that's, oh, that's you. Yeah. You've been here for 20 no, no, years, right? Yeah. 11 or 12 Yeah, or this will be my 11th season. I got citizenship in 2015, so I had the privilege of representing at Asia Cup and then also that's the right. Com Games. So, yeah. Yeah, so so it's yes. been great. So it was great to be a part of the Opals and then – Trying to do them justice from a broadcast standpoint was also a privilege. So before we talk about, you know, you guys and aspirations for um, the season that's just around the corner, while we're talking about the World Cup, start with you, Annalie, and work around the table. A, the biggest takeaway from the World Cup, Mm -hmm. but specifically Lauren Jackson's performance in the bronze medal game. I think everybody's been captured by it. Give us your thoughts. Look, like... Being a part of the World Cup on home soil was absolutely insane. More for like for women's basketball and women's sport and like having that sort of representation in the media and um, being able to kind of go to coffee in the morning and see people wearing our jerseys in the street. Like that was pretty brilliant. Like I really loved that. And we had such a good engagement with the crowd. And um, I learned a lot just by being, you know, a part of it and watching the way the basketball community kind of supported the Opals and how everyone got behind us at every stage. Like even, you know, when we took that loss in the first game, we felt like we had so much support around us. And then um, to answer your second question, LJ was just phenomenal. Like 
not as just like everyone talks about how amazing she is as a basketball player and she obviously is she's the goat but <laughs> i mean as as a person to have on the team and have conversations with you know over morning breakfast and kind of pick up little nuggets of knowledge here and there she was like her um addition to the group was invaluable like i couldn't uh you couldn't put it into any sort of specific words she elevated the competitiveness the professionalism um, the passion and instead of calling it like the the culture of the team it was really the soul of the group kind of wrapped around LJ and her performance in that last game kind of reflected her impact on our group as a whole. But a I, when you answer. think of what she was able to do we all thought oh, well, she can play a role and you know she'd be there to help with develop some yeah. of the younger players but when she was out there I mean, she's a tough, nasty, nasty. She is so Wait. competitive. She's so competitive. And That's and great. I don't think anyone in their wildest dreams uh, would have thought that after, what was it, six years out of the game, yeah. a couple of kids and a half a knee replacement, yeah. that she'd be dropping 30 in yeah. a bronze medal game. Did did you sense that when you're practising with her that that was something that maybe that she had that capacity to uh, do? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like her first training session with us up in Canberra um, – at one of our Opals camps, mm. um, like we, we had a practice game against some of the COE boys. I think she played like seven minutes and had 20 points. <laughs> like <laughs> it was like she didn't skip a beat at all. Like mm. when you got it, you got it. And she just has it, you know, like it, it, at no point where, we, where was anyone questioning like, oh, mm. will she be ready? She was ready from the moment she decided she wanted to do it. And, you know, like she's the greatest of all time in women's sport for a reason, mm. you know. So, and, Kelly, you, yeah. you, you've been playing at this level for a long time. For her <laughs> to come from out of that, even all the stuff that Annalise saying is absolutely the truth and a given, but to come from outside and have a limited preparation and then progress through those ranks to international standard and be that competitive, can you believe she was able to do what she did? Absolutely amazing. And I grew up idolizing Lauren Jackson. Mm. Like I, as a junior, like she was. Stick your nose right under that movie. The goat of not only the WNBL, but the WNBA and international basketball. So did it surprise me in any way, shape or form? No. Um, I was a part of the Opals when she was kind of forced to retire. And the fact that she was able to come back and do that was just Mm. so inspirational. And for me, purely from a spectator's point of view, what an amazing product mm. to watch. I almost yeah. wanted it to go longer yeah. so I could tune in every night. And Gazy, you were the MVP mm. of the broadcasting for the international side <laughs> of the competition. Because it was fun. like women's basketball at the highest level. And I was tuning in mm. every day, every time that I could. So. And, and uh, Kelsey, when you think of the, the, the WNBL and it's gone through these highs and lows. And those internally, we all understand how great it is. And the talent that's being produced, but it seems like there's always been this marketing problem, not a genuine problem with the competition. Have you seen in recent times anything that, uh, that that's changing that? Because Melbourne, that little documentary they put out, and the way in which they're doing things now, seems like that, that's on the right path. Oh, I think you've hit the nail on the head. It's always, I think, come down to marketing and the growth of the league since I've been in it. I think the professionalism's grown, the amount of resourcing that's behind clubs has grown, and so I think it is that marketing and visibility that's mm. so important because the demand's there. People want to watch. We saw that. Some of the numbers that came through from the World Cup were sensational yeah. from an Australian-based viewership. And so I think 
that clubs taking it on their own bat and saying, you know, we have a product here that we re- really want to get out to the masses is great. And I think that's also why I'm so exci- excited. And part of the reason I wanted to come play for the Spirit was SCN jumping on board. Who better to advocate for our game and our club mm. than a company that that's what they, you know, live, eat, and breathe? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Well, the whole seat, be it concept is a truth, right? You can't be it if you can't see it. And, you know, you see what happens in the Australian women's cricket team when they play in front of 90,000 at the MCG. You see what the crowds that um, that, you know, that you guys were dragging in for a, for a World Cup an hour and, you know, outside of Sydney. Not, not necessarily easy to get mm. to that venue. Didn't stop people from yeah. ploughing in. It's just building that bridge between the international stuff. And I, I wonder whether it's easy to remain... Um, not frustrated and not impatient when you know you've got a product that is really worthy, and yet with this the the, the sporting community, whether it be the media or the masses, mm-hmm. just need a little bit more time to catch up. Is it is it hard not to be impatient sometimes? Um, look, I think that sometimes the 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 hard times can make you appreciate when those you know those big breakthroughs do happen, and I do think it's it's been a long time coming for the visibility and the recognition in women's sport and especially in women's basketball because, you know, we are talented and we are, like, professional and we do put on a good show. I think it's – a lot of it's going to come from uh, people getting to know the players' personalities and being drawn to the sport, not just for, you know, what we produce skills-wise but the type of people that we are. And I think the more visibility we have through, you know, the media, social media, being educated enough to use – you know, our platforms on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all those things is going to draw more people towards the sport. And then kind of backpacking off to the, off that, having some support from which we're, we're, we've, we've had in the last couple of years, but I would like to see continue to grow from NBL players as well, mm, um, advocating so for the WNBL. Because you see in the WNBA, there's always NBA players at the WNBA games mm. um, tweeting about it and there's there's – pictures of them there supporting. Mm. I would personally, I'd like to see more of that vice versa. Cause I know as, as players, I, I love watching the NBL. I watch a lot of the NBL and I'm, I go to games and we're very vocal about that, but I would love to see it coming back the other way for there to be more of a partnership between men's and women's basketball mm. in Australia and not seeing us as separate entities, like mm. ex- appreciating what we do separately, but having the support go both ways, I think is the next big step for us. A hundred percent. And I think what they, what they do up with Sydney, how they've combined the one yeah. owner's got the two of them, that really does help as well. But there's also a lot of threats, whether it's cricket, whether it's soccer, yeah. whether it's AFL. Nowadays, as compared to uh, times gone by, those threats haven't been there. Now, Annalie, if, if I was a AFLW recruiter <laughs> and I was looking at the entire well, uh, 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 WNBL, uh, you <laughs> would be high <laughs> on my priority list. I think you could walk in right now and she'd be a star. Well, the captain in the of, I did a bit of stuff with the Carlton AFLW program. <laughs> the coach is out there. He doesn't want to see it. And the, cap, the captain of our team played her 50th game two weeks ago and he's one of the absolute frontline players in the AFLW and came out of the Bendigo Spirit program Karen Peterson a few years ago, so Karen Harrington. So, um, but are you? Are there's you, heaps uh, of basketballers doing it. Uh, is that a threat? Uh, do you have AFLW people knocking on your door? And- um, I have had uh, those conversations and I mm. have had those offers, but um, look, 
I, I think it, it, it kind of takes away a little bit from the AFLW athletes to think that I could just go in there and do something. Like, oh. I can't kick a ball. And definitely, you know, I watch Mon Conti and Levy uh, run yeah. around on the field and the way the ball changes direction while they're running, picking it up and getting hit and hitting people at the same time. As much as I would enjoy to absolutely <laughs> deck someone on a footy field, uh, I don't think I have the skills to be able to uh, put together an AFLW game. <laughs> Maybe in the future, we'll see. So, Kelsey, we're talking about um, building platforms and, and building the league and building the profiles, you've got an unbelievably um, unique, uh, in a lot of respects here in Victoria, opportunity in front of you guys as Bendigo. You can build from the community up. And how big a, how big a conscious um, reality is that for you guys to just make sure that while we're in a national league and we want that profile, let's make sure that we build close to home. Yeah, I think, you know, in, in Bendigo's conception, it was to be regional Victoria's team. And while we are the Bendigo spirit, we really want to represent regional Victoria. And at its heart, the club was built and designed so that regional kids, country kids, could have the resources they needed to be successful at the top level of their sport in a, in a country town. Yeah. And yeah. when I came out here in 2012, I thought, I didn't know whether I wanted to be a pro basketball. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with my life. But the way that Bendigo community embraced me, completely changed the trajectory of my life. And I owe a lot of my success and what I have in my life now to the community. And it's been amazing as I've gotten to know my teammates here that that, that story resonates with almost every single teammate that's here. And the community is something that's so important to us. And it's who we are playing for. It's why we want the club to be successful, not only in wins, but also how we go about our business. And so for us, um, you know, that's something that we really have with pride and is going to be a huge focus mm. for us moving forward this season. Mm. Hey, Kelly, you've seen uh, a lot of these. You've been through this, this process, the preseason and all that. I dare say more so than some of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I say, I say that I respectfully. I, to, but I cannot believe, just as I an know. aside, to look at you, it's impossible to believe you're Played oh, in this league for 20 years. What a it's actually impossible to believe that, no, Keith. It is. I 100% with if, you. If somebody said to me that you'd played for 20 years well, in the league, no problems. No chance. No problems. No chance. No done problems. It for 70 years. No problems. <laughs> but but uh, with this particular group, they've been able to uh, put together. We saw Melbourne fantastic what they were able to do with this unbelievable. Look at the team they had, and everyone goes, well, they should have won it, I guess. But yeah. they were fantastic uh, last season. Uh, what do you make of this group uh, this season and uh, what the expectations? Yeah, look, we're obviously week three, I think, of preseason and what we've been able to produce and accomplish so far on the court has been super exciting in terms of what we can look forward to um, this season. But I think any season you go into, to say that you're not playing to win a championship mm. or at least do better than the team did the season before is selling yourself short, right? Mm. So we're coming in, you know, with the short-term goal, obviously, to break down the season, but we want to make finals and we want to make a play for a championship. Mm. And we're all competitive, and I think that's probably yeah. um, <laughs> one of the trademarks of our team so far. And the big thing for me, like I wouldn't still be playing now if I didn't enjoy playing. Mm. And the fact that we've put a group of – players together that are enjoying playing is, you know, that's my biggest thing and that's mm. why I'm still here. Mm. One of you better say something before we let you go. One of you better say something nice about the new coach. He's adding, you know, what about me? Who's going to, is somebody going to say something about 
Me. I mean, those two played for him. And, and the impact that on, you know, they're not, that is, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, Kennedy and I go back, I suppose we've had um, times where we've worked really closely together and then years have gone by where we haven't even said hi to each other just because <laughs> life gets so busy. But um, when Kennedy was given the, I got to work with Kennedy last year for the Canberra Capitals and gained an appreciation for how methodical and deliberate he is in his approach to coaching and how prepared he is as a coach. But I had no idea what he was actually capable of when it was his own team. And I've just been floored by his vision, his strategy, how prepared he is. He is an incredibly hard worker and he knows his stuff. And to get all of that in a coach who has been coaching for as long as he has and not be jaded, mm. but yet still be passionate and care as much as he does about the game and the players, it's um, a privilege to work and play so, for. So this, just on that, this is a yes. question for all of you, including you. Mm. When a new coach comes in mm. and you've had an established, you know, style of play, uh, do you have to be soft? Does, it, does the coach have to go slowly, slowly in terms of if he wants or she, if they want to change the way you play? Is that something you just have to do bit by bit as opposed to just well, carte blanche? We, we, so we have seven returners this year and I feel the, the brand of basketball that Kennedy wants us to play, um, it was reflected a lot in last year's group. Okay. And I think yep. that he's taken all of the really great positives out of last year and it's not that he's completely, you know, switched a system. He, he has this really unique ability to, to um, individually get the best out of each player as a collective and make it work together. Yep. So it's not so much about changing and moving things around as it is about seeing the people that you have, seeing the additions you bring in and morphing a style um, together. Because I don't think ever, you know, uh, scrapping a system would ever be something that works, yeah. you know, mm. for many people. And I'm, I'm prepared to be wrong there. But I think he's done a really great job at taking uh, already existing kind of structure, guidelines, and like passion and morphing it into something that we can use and grow with, with the new pieces that we've added in. Yeah. And, and Kelsey, I'm sorry. Yep. I'll just add to that. And, and in credit to Kenny, some coaches fit there's like, they have their system mm. and you either fit their system or you can mm. go find another team. So I think what's really unique to what Kennedy's done is he's inherited most of this team bar a few players that he's brought in. And that shows his ability as a coach to also fit his system into the players as well and be quite adaptive mm. in that and supportive mm. in that. So I think not that he wasn't excited the group that he had. He was very excited about the group, but I think we wouldn't be doing him um, justice by not giving credit where credit's due. And I think that is pretty impressive because I've certainly played for coaches that yes. it is their system <laughs> right. and the, the problem is yeah. you, yeah. not yeah. their right. system. Trying, trying, to, uh, trying to put a square peg in a round hole yeah, sometimes. Yeah, precisely. That's exactly it. It doesn't, uh, doesn't always work, which says, coaches, you know, when you girls get into coaching, just, just be careful. Just be careful of how you attack it because it's a little different. But, I can tell you, in under 12s, Div 5, yeah. it's real. Yeah, it is tough. Now, uh, Kelly, um, you've uh, we've got a lot of SMS. You've got a lot of friends in Lee and Gatha. Oh, yes. And, South and, Gippsland. That's why I'm so passionate about Vic Country and regional Victoria. Yes, and they're very supportive. And we can understand when we're here about – because they do some great things down that part of the world. They certainly do. If I could just touch on – because I spent and went and played a tournament. This is many, many years ago in Alaska Anchorage. Oh. And my glory field days, you have not experienced cold <laughs> until you've been there in the middle middle of December. Northern exposure. It <laughs> yes. is. Now, and, I, and I'm thinking, jeez, this is how quickly can we get out of this joint? 
You Now, it says you were born. Did you live there for an extended period of time, and did you grow up there? Born and raised, yeah. So the first 17 years of my life were there. So I didn't know any different than, like, four hours of daylight in the winter and 23 hours of daylight in the summer. Uh, so I thought that was just normal. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> like, it is. it seems odd because it's a... You know, it's a modern city and everything, but to, to live in those conditions, <laughs> I mean, it is. I go, when I go back and visit my parents, I actually say, how do you live here? Because I know better. But as a kid, you don't know better, so you just think that's life. But, yeah, it is. It, the winters are brutal, and it is. it does get dark, but the northern lights are incredible, the aurora borealis and... July in Alaska, I think if anyone can get an opportunity to go there where the sun doesn't set yeah. and you just, you know, go camping and enjoy the outdoors for those that are into it, I think it's a pretty special mm. place in the world. Well, do it, do it in July. Yes. And don't get attacked by a bear. No. Yeah. Yeah. Stay away from the bears. <laughs> don't. Um, but, yeah. First home game, November 6th. Is that the first game of the season or no, you're Second on the road? Game. Yep. Second okay. Game. So when, did, so when, did, when do you kick off? So we get to play Canberra first right. game of the season. Yeah. Wow, I believe great. it's That's November awesome. 4th, I think. Yeah, yeah. I haven't 4th. put it in my calendar. No, not at all. No. Yeah. <laughs> She's been counting. That's her old team name. I know. Well, I just weren't yeah. sure. I'm very aware of that. Three no. players that have come from that team yes. plus a coach. So that, we've got a bit of That'll be a bit spicy. Yeah, yeah a bit yeah, spicy. Yeah. That's yeah. good words. I'm looking forward to it. Annalee, Beautiful stadium they play in there. I mean, Kelsey, that is an amazing. You guys yeah. got a fantastic venue yeah. for basketball. So yeah, it's great. It's good, good luck. Fun. And hopefully well, Bendigo people come out and well, support. Well, let's you and I get up the road one day and go and see them play. Be rude. Yeah. We let's do that. We'll yeah, go come on. They've, they've got the great stadium. They've got a yeah. great bar. There's great live Ooh, music. It's a good like, bar. It's a, it's a good, right. it's a good whole environment. Um, thanks for coming nice in corporate. We'll need to speak to David Ingham out there. He's the, the boss of the show and just trying to look important and dress us up at I knew him when he was a young fella and uh, former coach, David Ingham. And coach of the Brisbane Bullets, if you don't mind Well, there as well. you go. Nice now he's work. got a managerial role. And now he's uh, he's got to work underneath our boss, Hutchie. How's that going to go? Yeah, well, if they start winning championships, no problem. they'll give Hutchie Winburn on the one. On well, the here's the pass. thing. Annie mentioned this too uh, in our, <laughs> our previous interview. Uh, if you look at what Hutchie's other team, the Perth Wildcats, now he might have inherited some of their salaries, but they were 400000 over the cap. So I suggest that maybe you girls can put the hand put out. Put the hand out. Put the hand out <laughs> Gladly. a little. He's, Gladly. He's if they're just, looking for a place. If they're looking for a place, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just ship it on down the road. Yeah, That's yeah. it. Just happy to throw the stuff. Just happy to throw the stuff. We're so in, uh, so so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Open it. doors to anyone. You know? hey, uh, good luck, the lawyer. And yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks for coming. For in. Don't be strangers. Come in whenever you like. Good on you, uh, Anna Lee Maley, Kelly Wilson, and Kelsey Griffin from the Bendigo Spirit. Good merch. Strong merch game too, by the way. <laughs> mm. Don't be afraid to send a bit down here. <laughs> we'll wear it with pride. It's twenty-five past four.